walk into a stadium, 8,000 people, they all want you to lose. But as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass or kick butt, um, you're going to be all right. So, sorry, I swear. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Shock Factor Podcast, where today I am joined by the beautiful, the handsome, the pristine James Bond. Oh, nope, Jordan Schusterman, not James Bond. He's just, you guys can't see him right now, but he's in a tuxedo looking just classy as yes. Jordan, how are we doing? Only the best. I always dress up for this podcast. Great to see you, Steve. Uh, let's let's uh, be transparent with our audience. As always, we are recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Very unusual for our normal Sunday night scheduling, but it's a crazy time. It's a crazy week. Uh, Jake and I have a bunch of travel going on and a lot going on, but we, of course, wanted to make some time to record with Steve. Jake is currently uh, going through airport security. He is hopefully going to join us in the second half of this show. Uh, but the first half is going to be me and Steve talking about college baseball. Not too complicated. And also, unlike Jake, Steve and I both attended Division One baseball games this weekend. So I think it's a good time to start there because, Steve, your beloved Virginia Cavaliers uh, invited you down to Charlottesville once again, or I guess the ACC Network did, invited you down to Charlottesville once again and said, hey, Steve, come on over. Let's, have, let's, let's party. And you, and you said, sure, sounds like a plan. And you got to watch Virginia win three more baseball games. That must sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's, you know, people always say, you know, if you if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. I got really lucky by being invited to go down. I, I made money to go and watch the University of Virginia play baseball, which, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, I couldn't be doing that if it weren't for you. So thank you very much. And thank you for everyone who supported me to get me to this position. But... Yeah, it was just an awesome series. Virginia really seemed to be back on track. Like, they were really clicking on all cylinders after, you know, kind of having their pants pulled down a little bit the past two weekends and then having that exam break. So, you want to have, you know, you get a few midweek games where you can tune up and get ready for that last weekend or second to last weekend of conference play. And, you know, the pitching was phenomenal, only surrendering about, Oh, no, not about. Only surrendering nine whole runs all weekend to a Louisville team that's averaging around six runs a game. Now, the ACC, I I said it before and I'll say it again because it makes me feel smart when I say this. They've had a very tumultuous season. Um, All of college baseball has been tumultuous this season, honestly, where I don't know who's good and who's bad and like what's going on other than Wake Forest exists and everybody knows about Wake Forest. Um, so it, it was really good just to see them click against what I what I would consider to be a good Louisville baseball club. Yeah, I think I will say, I mean, Louisville is is struggling hard. Back to back series weekend L's putting the L into Louisville. But it is a good it is a good lineup. Guys like Jack Payton, of course, uh, you know, Ryan McCoy, like they, they do have good players. And UVA look great. Looks like they taking the break for their exams was no trouble whatsoever. Um, now, Jake Mintz is now joining us from the, I believe, JFK International Airport. He is here earlier than expected. Hello, Jake. We were just talking about J- uh, Steve watching UVA uh, beat Louisville, sweep Louisville over the weekend. How are you? Sweep, sweep, sweep. I'm good. Coming to you live from Terminal 7 of John Fitzgerald, Kentucky National International Airport here in Nueva York City. I'm on my way to the West Coast to see what the Pac-12 is all about in person and i thought i would dial in from the airport boys 
How are we doing? Steve, don't feel too good about UVA beating Louisville because it's not the Louisville team that you thought it was. It's true, but but Steve, uh, again, I mean, I, yeah, I think we, we got to acknowledge where Louisville's at, but but give give us some highlights because I feel like we've spent so much time being like, okay, Gallop, Kyle Teal, Gallop, Kyle Teal. I mean, there were some other big performances from UVA. I mean, Griff O'Farrell, what a what a weekend for him. Any other uh, uh, UVA guys you wanted to shout out from there from the weekend you got to call? And my eyes were open to the absolute truth this weekend and i've been blinded by the light everyone can do it it happened to the weekend he made a whole song about it now he's famous <laughs> now he's at the super bowl because of it but i i've been lost in the stardom of jake geloff and kyle teal and i've i've failed to acknowledge people like ethan anderson ethan anderson yeah. is incredibly good at baseball he reminds me uh this could be a bad comp could be a good comp he reminds me of matt weeders just a power hitting switch hitter who can play defense well i mean you know different positions obvious i'm sure matt weeders could have played first base if he tried but you know just that swing that's what it reminds me of of any time he steps up to the plate whether he's hitting right-handed or left-handed there's an opportunity for a home run which is really cool and then <clears throat> ethan o'donnell i mean i've talked about him a good bit but just defensively what he does for them is incredible because you know we talk about their pitching staff being really good but one of the big question marks rolling into the season was the pitching staff because there wasn't that power arm that Griff McGarry throwing 100 miles an hour every other pitch. But I think one of the reasons that they've been able to have this success in the command and pitching is because of the defense like Ethan O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sorry, no, I agree. I, I, also I read a lot about this series, so it's like the most I know about anything in college baseball right now, so. I like that. Steve, I have two thoughts oh, about Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> about about this. Number one, with names like O'Farrell and O'Connell and O'Donnell, I will alert the people at the Air Lingus <laughs> gate right next to where I'm sitting. Yes. Okay, they should be tuning into all UVA. O'Connor, Jack O'Connor, O'Donnell, O'Farrell, O'Connell. It feels like if he was really gonna fit into the trio and of O blank yeah. L's, double L's, but uh, yeah, I agree. That's that's good. Please pass the word along. And I will let them know. And then the other thing, Steve, it should come as no surprise that the University of Virginia, what did they need to get right? Exams. They needed to hit the books and hit the library hard in order to get things right on the baseball field. How did the Who's do in the classroom? Um, very, very good from what I hear. Um, no exams were too big. No exams too small as well. That needs to be noted. Um, just... Good, good examples. I know Thomas Jefferson was smiling down from Monticello at the lifelong learners at UVA because, you know, that, that's what you get with these UVA students. You aren't, you aren't just playing college baseball. These guys, they're going to continue to learn for life. The, the other thing, last thing on UVA I wanted to mention, Steve, is, uh, you know, earlier this season they, uh, you know, they lost the series against Virginia Tech. And we were worried, right, about, you know, Virginia supremacy there and how that was how that was going to work. But, you know, since then, they beat Richmond. They kicked VCU's ass twice. They beat James Madison. They beat Radford. So, you know, they, they've – and Old Dominion. They beat Old Dominion also. So it's like they've sort of r reminded everyone they are still Virginia. I'm trying to see how Virginia Tech has done against those teams – uh, and then I guess they haven't played VMI yet, so that's the difference. But, you know, Virginia Tech losing a series uh, against Liberty. They lost to Radford. Virginia Tech lost to Radford. Radford's 9-43. and 
Okay, so I before we get too crazy about which is the best team for Virginia is, I just want to make sure we give Virginia credit for taking care of business against some of those other teams. Um, anyway, yeah, I, but I'm I happy personally for you that you got to broadcast. Yeah, every every school should have to play every school within the same state. Like, oh, it, I love that. It has to that. happen. Just yeah. like in in a mini round round. What if instead of summer ball, we just kept the guys around to do this? Um, some states it might take a little bit longer, like Texas would take a little bit longer than maybe, I don't know, New Hampshire or South Dakota. Um, but still, I think it should be done. I love it. Uh, obviously, yeah, way more problematic in certain states than others. Uh, Steve, you made uh, you alerted me. This is before, before Jake hopped on, so this will be a nice little surprise for Jake here. Now, obviously, you're going – you love UVA, of course, but uh, as everyone knows, a big part of Steve's story is that he <laughs> played multiple – multiple schools along the way and one of them was the umbc retrievers and steve you let me know that you're feeling pretty good about the dogs uh coming down the stretch here i am feeling confident about the dogs now a lot of the press is asking does steven shock have the midas touch no no i don't i had i have nothing to do with this believe it or not but the dogs have been they've been good this year you know they they took a series from maine who's in first place in the conference they're coming off another good series win this weekend against albany i believe they swept and you know got to give a shout out to luke johnson who's been killing it on the mound this season he's got 297 era his dad coaches third base of the high school team i coach at very important to mention full disclosure but he's been killing it this season. About 70 innings pitched, he's got 77 strikeouts, only 31 walks, which his walk total is a little higher than characteristic this year. But got to give him love. And then, of course, Jordan, you mentioned you, you're familiar with a few of these guys. Yeah, Ian Diaz. Uh, Ian Diaz is a guy. I mean, I saw UMBC play against Maryland uh, last year or the year before, and he's, he's been there for a long time. And he's been really impressive in terms of, you know, controlling, controlling the strike zone. But I, I was about to give you some shit for, you know, just randomly shouting out some dude with some connection to Cape Henlopen. But, hey, you know, Luke Johnson's been one of the best pitchers in the conference. So credit to him. It makes makes a lot of sense. But, Jake, go ahead. What, what you got on the Retrievers? Steve's baseball knowledge is so incestuous. Like, it's all just related to things that he knows directly. Um, here's a pop quiz for you, Jordan. Did you know it was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County? I, I did. And not the university. I, for a long time... <laughs> For a long time, thought it was the University of Maryland, Baltimore College. Baltimore like it was like the College. Baltimore College of the Maryland school. Yes. So yes. Steve's no, it, friendship with me enlightened me to this fact. It, I have to say. It's confusing because there is also like a University of Maryland, Baltimore, just UMB. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> trimmed a letter off. A Can't imagine how. No, they save a lot on printing, on ink. <laughs> With that, with that C being out of there, I That's hear. That's true. Um, so, do we want to talk about um, Appalachian State as well, or do uh, we want no, to move I think on we're to gonna, schools that we're Steve sl- didn't we're play? Slide the, we're going to slide them to the side and just keep getting. We've, we have. T- I feel like more of. Eh, I feel like Steve has told a good number of App State stories on the pod, so it's not yeah. like we haven't acknowledged their existence. Uh, they're, they're, then again, remember they don't acknowledge season. his existence. So. Yeah, and once they put me back on the website, that's when they get my words. That's when. <laughs> Remember that they scrubbed him. I just wanted to mention two more quick guys on UMBC. They have a, a sophomore named Matt Ryan uh, who went to uh, Whitman, and he's got nine home runs. He's been pretty good. And then what a, what a 
what a name this is. Freshman Lee Wood Molessa. Lee Wood Molessa. Molessa, I don't know how it's pronounced. 16 bombs for a freshman from West Virginia. I'm, I, am, I want to know everything about this kid. All I know is the dugout chatter around that kid with that last name. It's It's got to be ridiculous, just the stuff. But <laughs> yes. Lee Wood, what a phenomenal. Yeah, Lee Wood alone. Like, if his last name I, was Smith, I'd be like, oh, my goodness. Am I tuned to, And from West Virginia, it makes me feel like there's got to be some relation to the old Hatfields and McCoys somehow <laughs> with a name like Lee Wood. But, I mean, the dude, the dude can play. I love it. I'm I'm so I'm so in. So anyway, shouts out to the Retrievers. Of course, we had to talk about them before we talked about anybody like you know LSU or whatever. Um, but Steve, you saw Virginia. I actually went to a game this weekend. I want to talk about that a little bit. I was in Pittsburgh uh, for uh, some some things, uh, different obligations, non baseball uh, obligations, and I got to attend the University of Pittsburgh playing hosting playing host to the Miami Hurricanes, and it was a beautiful day. It was it was a close game. I was expecting Sunday. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, is this going to be, you know, 19 to 18? Because we're going to see 50 different pitchers and a bunch of home runs. And instead, it was just a tight ball game, tight ball game. And, you know, I'm not going to need to read. It wasn't that important. I mean, Miami ended up squeaking it out. Uh, No homers were hit, but it was a one-run game. And it was just cool to see Johanny Morales exist in person. He hit some balls really hard. I was really impressed with C.J. Kafis. C.J. Kafis, who hit some balls hard, I, he had like five incredible plays at first base. And it was one of those things where like after the third one, I was like, hey, first base defense, actually pretty important. So he's an interesting player. Uh, on, the, on the mound, I, I, did, I saw Andrew Walters, uh, Jake. I know you were very into Andrew Walters last year. Um, he came in for, I believe he got an eight-out save which was pretty bold, and, and Pitt was doing him some favors, swinging early in the count. Up to 96, I believe, I saw on the gun, so it wasn't, wasn't quite the 99-100 that we were seeing some last year. But you could tell that he was just like, yeah, I'm actually – he was basically saying, hey, guys, I'm going to throw a fastball. Uh, good luck. And that was working just fine for Mr. Walter. So that was cool. Um, and, yeah, it was nice to, nice to see some, some ACC ball, both of us, Steve. It was cool. That strategy did not pay off for me and Steve when we were in college, but it's nice to hear <laughs> that there are some people out and about who can make that work. Uh, admittedly, Jordan and I were a little unplugged from the world of college baseball over the weekend. Oh, sorry, there's an announcement here in the airport. One second. Excuse me. What do we got? Someone, Don't someone leave baggage unattended. Yep. You're not supposed to leave baggage unattended, which, like, if you're in an airport, you should know that. Yep. That's, like, day one shit, <laughs> but whatever. Um, besides the uva series like what happened this week i know lsu dropped a big fat stinker right i watched i watched a little bit of that series the crazy comeback in in the second game Mm -hmm. and then i watched the florida state walk off against wake yes on sunday can we actually talk about that yes i want to talk about that that's on that's on the list we so sort of similar situations again you had basically the worst team in the conference against the best team in the conference uh now in this case we had LSU was at home against Mississippi State. And Mississippi State, I mean, we, we kind of buried them a while ago. I know they had their one moment against Ole Miss earlier this season. But they have just been bad. They're a bad team. Their pitching has been really horrible. And going into LSU, it was like, okay, well, if you were ever going to project a sweep, this would probably be the game to do it. And instead, <laughs> Ole Miss – or Ole Miss, sorry, Mississippi State comes out with a series win, probably the more unlikely, most unlikely series win of the entire season. LSU – dropping one at home against them. And, I mean, we can talk about the specific games, but to me, before I – because I, I do want to talk about the Florida State thing. To me, Steve, like, you know, LSU down to number five in the rankings now. Like, it seems that the concerns about all the non-Paul Skeens pitchers 
is getting pretty real. And I mean, I think you sort of could have seen that coming into the season, but they were good enough earlier in the year. Guys like Ty Floyd and the bullpen were so good. But now they've had so many injuries, and dudes like Christian Little are just getting torched. And it's 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 getting dicey. What do you got, Jake? What is the most precious and valuable item in your life that you would wager up against LSU going to Omaha? Going I'm saying to like, Omaha? Not winning at all. Just yeah, going like, to Omaha. Yeah. Going, getting to Omaha. Like, how much – maybe we don't want to be betting money here. Shouts out to Brad Bow, But, like, how, what level of confidence do we have in the Tigers right now? Oh, I yeah, Steve, I'm curious your answer on this. Like, Steve, would you, would you throw up, like, your laptop? Like, if they make it, you get another laptop. If they don't, you have to give away your laptop. Honestly, I was struggling. I was – this question's difficult because, first, I have to rank everything I value in my life. And so you pulling out the laptop was woof. I should I should Venmo you for that because that's a great a great analogy of what I'd give up. Right now I'm working with a 2021 MacBook Pro, and you may think, hey Steve, that's a pretty solid piece you got there. I bought it off solid eBay. Piece. Bought it off eBay. Only half the screen works. Um, that's how I that's how I swung this bad boy because. Okay. I, I just plug it into an additional monitor and we're we're rolling. So I would place that. Jake, where can I place this bet? Uh, I don't think no it comment. is available at any sports books nearby. <laughs> Here's a question, Jordan Schusterman. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. You give up all of the floral arrangements at your upcoming wedding. <laughs> that's mm. you... Well, well, that's a different that's a different equation, right? Because it's not how much I care about that. It's how much I'm pissing off my lovely fiance. How much that's you care true, about getting in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's also part saving of the calculus money. here. I'm saving money free. in this oh. scenario. No, 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 no. You still have to pay for it. They're taken away. <laughs> I pay for it. And then they just forget to, to bring yeah. it. Okay. All right. That would be really frustrating and disappointing. Um, you gamble the floral arrangement on LSU making no. No, no, no. the world series. Nothing related to the wedding. I might be giving wow. up. There's probably some food, some food that I really like. Like I'd probably, I'd probably gamble pizza for like the next three months on LSU getting to Omaha. Like to the point where it's like I'd be okay. I wouldn't be happy, but like that's there's something like that. I, I'd be willing to to give up or risk. I should say risk. Right. That's really what we're talking about here, because I just. I mean, the thing is, is that Skeens is like a literal automatic W. <laughs> like, it's so, crazy. So if we're just talking about a regional or a super regional, we're kind of just giving them the, the win to, to, to start. <laughs> so it's like, that's a pretty good advantage. Now, again, once we get to Omaha, it's a lot more complicated because just winning the first game of Omaha does not necessarily put you in the best position to win the whole thing in the same way. So I, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> So the reason like these games down the stretch here really matter for LSU, I think, and here's why. So they are not the consensus number one team. They were for a while. The consensus number one team usually gets one of the worst four seeds, like without a blink. Like the committee doesn't always care about geography when it comes to the best team getting the worst four. If LSU was like the sixth overall national seed, they're just going to get a nearby decent four seed. A four seed that might be able to give them some trouble if they do indeed choose to throw off with Skeens in the second game of a regional. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I would be pretty stunned if they fell that far seed-wise, but I, too, hear what you're saying. Um, I yeah, think, like, I, I think yeah. as the number one seed, like, you get a fucking cupcake. Right. 
Right. Right. And as the number six seed, you get the four seed nearby. But I think the question is, and now to be fair, Ty Floyd was really good over the weekend, and everyone that came in after him was terrible. But like, if you're thinking about throwing off, right? If that's the thing. Is it's like, how much are you trusting? I mean, I would trust Ty Floyd against almost every four seed. I, I think. But there's just been versions where it's like, oh, my God, can they really risk it? Or are they going to actually have to burn skeins on a weekend and then just have their bullpen implode over the next three days? Like, I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> what if? Here's a question, and maybe it's too early to determine this, but I'll ask it. Has this team been a disappointment? Has it lived up to expectations or has it surpassed them? Steve? I, I would say lived up to expectations, I would say. I, I was going to say on the comment with throwing off with Paul Skeens, I think I think they start Ty Floyd game one and have Paul Skeens in the bullpen in case things get a little troublesome. Because here, <laughs> look at this. Wait, you're, look at this. you're not serious, right? That's not, a, that's not a real take. This is entirely hypothetical, but follow with me for a little bit because it could get fun. This literally um, is the worst strategy I've ever heard. No, no. This no. is the worst idea ever. No, Go no. ahead, and I'll explain why. Because, ready, Jake, we're going to tap into your history degree, which you're going to like, and, Jordan, it's going to make sense, and you like sense. Go ahead. So, Paul Skeens, where's he come from? Air Force. Okay, Air Force, branch of the military. Where's the military come from? All the way back when Great Britain was around, we had to have the militia, the Minutemen, the men at the ready, at the drop of a hat, ready to fight a war. Okay. So, Paul Skeens yeah. has this background of being at a militia school, essentially. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know what militia means these days, but yeah. that the Minutemen school. So, he could get ready fast, is what is That's what fine. I'm saying. It's ingrained. Under, in. y- under your idiotic logic i will play okay welcome paul skeens left air force he flew the coop he is not prepared to defend at the drop of the hat that's number one number two what didn't exist when the Minutemen were in fashion in the revolutionary war <laughs> aircraft don't bring okay? planes into this <laughs> that is what paul skeens trained in at the air force and number three steve number three paul skeens in about two months, he's going to be a very, very, very rich man. Because barring any catastrophic injury, though, or like, like uh, Tere- what was the guy's name? Loremi Tunsil, who took the bong rip. <laughs> like, any scandal of that nature, Paul Skeens is going to be drafted second by the Nationals, and they're going to pay him like $7 million bonus, probably. Right? Anything out of the ordinary to jeopardize that is not happening because Jay Johnson is a smart man. Yeah, I, I guess what it comes down I to— I would say this. I would say this. Paul Skeens will not throw a pitch out of the bullpen for the entire postseason. I would be shocked if that happens. No, God, no. Ooh, that's but, an interesting one. That's an. In- I have thought about that, and I, I think I agree with you. My point is, let's go with Steven and say, you're right. Paul Skeens is ready for anything. He's ready at the drop of a— what? But describe to me the game scenario where— it's going bad with Ty Floyd, but they want to burn Paul Skeens in game one to, like, keep like it close and then not pitch in game two. Like, again, you were, you were literally describing the worst strategy <laughs> you could possibly have. 
Steve uh, is I not guess. ready to be a head coach. It's like reverse managing. This is like, how can I manage this in the worst? Fu- how can I press this all is, the wrong buttons? And it, it this all, is the Brad Bo. This is the Brad Bohannon <laughs> strategy of managing. It, it all depends. I mean, we don't know how much he values being quick over being rich. You know, <laughs> would you rather be perceived yeah. as someone who can get ready fast for life, or? <laughs> have a lot of money huh all right steve let's mm. let's just it's say funny it. it's funny it's funny steve because you made that decision for yourself yeah. and you chose the first thing yeah and I, I love that. Let, let's 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 pivot back. away from lsu yeah i want yeah, to I, I move away from lsu yeah. like i think they'll be fine i think they'll i'm still gambling not gambling i'm still like wagering in my mind i'm confident they'll get to omaha i think the, the skeins auto w and this offense makes this team an Omaha favorite still. I think that they have lived up to expectations because when you look at any college baseball team, you're looking at, like, the top of the roster. We're never thinking about the last 10 guys on the roster, the last 20 guys on a roster, right? That's not how we analyze the sport because it's impossible because there's so many people and so many teams, right? We were like, oh, my God, Paul Skeens. Oh, my God, Tommy White. Oh, my God, Dylan Cruz. Oh, my God, Ty Flick. Like, for the most part, like, those guys have done the job. What hasn't happened is, like, the next wave of players. I guess Gavin Dugas has been really good, right? But, like, Paxton Kling has been, like, fine. And, like, the pitching, like, Christian Little has been, like, fine. And, like, a lot of those other arms. He's been real bad. Yeah. Like, those other guys have not stepped up. And so they have not lived up to expectations. But, like, the LSU baseball experience, I think, definitely has. Let's talk about Florida State Wake, and then we'll take our break and do our dumb draft. Mm -hmm. Does that work yep, for people? That's fine. Works. Okay, Florida State. Florida State. The streak is over. The longest consecutive run of postseason appearances is officially kaput. Dead. Done. See you later. Forty-five consecutive, Jordan. I believe so. Yes. Uh, the longest. I mean, yeah. They. <laughs> it's just an absurd. One of the craziest. I think sports stats that we had is is this postseason streak for florida state and for it to to not not i don't think i i can't remember how optimistic we were about them this season we certainly didn't think they would stink and they stink they stink but as we talked about with mississippi state uh a few weeks back more like more like stink chair even (laughs) even the uh even the bad teams get to have glorious moments and on sunday was it sunday uh one of the games against the best team in the country, Wake Forest, Florida State, managed, yes, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, managed to edge out a walk-off victory, courtesy of Jordan Williams delivering his first home hit of the season. He had a couple hits earlier this year, but this is not someone that's played very much. He's a junior college transfer from San Jack uh, in Texas, one of their best players when the, the Gators go into the JUCO World Series the last couple of years. But here he goes to Florida State, and he hasn't been playing very much, but he has this moment. And uh, Jake, I mean, you want to talk? I mean, this was, it was just—it was just great. I was just happy, happy for him, and and for them to have a a thing to smile on, to look back on. There are a couple of different la- layers to this, okay? So th- you can look at this and say this is small program energy. That Florida State should not be celebrating this type of moment in this type of season when they have disappointed and the end of like this glorious streak has come to an end. That they should approach this type of moment with a level of humility especially when they're going up against the best team in the country right i think that that is like 
somewhat legitimate, and it does look a little bit goofy to see them going bonkers for their seventh win in ACC play. That's fine, right? But these moments matter. There is a level of catharsis here with this walk-off. When you watch your back, like, it has been such a brutal season for this team. And, like, I sympathize, I sympathize with that. Transitions are not always easy when you have a new coach coming in. And you can just see the team, like, this release of energy and stress. Like, you have to find joy in those moments. Because at the end of the day, like, college baseball is not about making money, right? For some of these guys, it's about making either a little bit of NIL money or some scholarship coin. But it's about these guys do it because they love it. And in a really tough season, which, Steve, you've been a part of some of those, like, you just have to find the joy where you can. Last thing on this. Nander DeSatis. <clears throat> Nander DeSatis has been in college baseball for 33 years. He overlapped. Did he overlap with me or he showed up the year after I left? I mean, he. the thing is, is the, the transferring to and from. Right, so his no, 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 no. His debut, his first season was 2019. So, his first season was 2019. Very famous high schooler starts at Florida State. Is at Florida State for three years. Last year, dips and goes to Missouri for a year, and then just comes bounces right on back to Tallahassee, and has been not very good, but just still yes. on Florida State. Nander DeSantis has underwhelmed for the entirety of his college baseball career, every step of the way. And him scoring on this walk-off, right, is the last moment likely we will have of him in college baseball. And, like, I envision him stepping on home and, like, transforming into an angel and being carried up to the college baseball heavens, never to return again. Uh, I really want Shouts wonder, out to you, DeSantis. Steve, Steve, what do you got on, on this walk-off hit? I'll, uh, then I'll, I'll give a couple quick notes. <clears throat> You you gotta enjoy the little things in life. If you wanna if you wanna truly have fun in this world, which I think I'm pretty decent at having fun. Like I think I'm hey, good Steve. at it. I enjoy hey, a Steve. lot of small that, stuff. Steve, is that what your wife said? Yeah. That she has to enjoy the little things in life? Yeah. Is it? He's saying yes. He's not. I, I Okay, look. I'll come clean. When I make paella, <laughs> my serving sizes are a little small. My paella serving size, it's a little small. You got to enjoy the enjoy the little things, though. You know, it's a small bowl, but it, it's savory. You got to. Mm. I always say you got to indulge quality over quantity. You know. But you know, Thank just got to enjoy the little paella dishes I can make. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, it's just about being in the moment i've been a part of some seasons that did not go the way anyone on the team wanted and a lot of the times if you're just coaches won't want you to be happy in those situations because it's like oh what's wrong with these guys they can be happy even though things in one facet of their life aren't going perfectly but at the end of the day if you let the on the field performance ruin your day and you're having a bad season, that's going to take out half your year. And do you want to spend half your life, especially the warm half of the year, being sad and bummed out? No, you want to have fun in the sun with your friends. So enjoy the little things. Celebrate every victory regardless of size. Amen, brother. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we return, we are going to be drafting mascots based on how little we would like them to show up at our practice. Today's podcast is brought to you by the TSA. The TSA. 
allowing your road to Omaha to be completed since 1955. Interesting. I like that because, um, you know, road to Omaha, at some point you're probably going in the, in the, in the sky, right? It's a rainbow road. <laughs> so um, I don't know what the, the proper um, technical term that pilots call the road in the sky is, but uh, we love it. We love it. Root. Yeah, the root. Um, Jake, Steve, you were supposed uh, to butter them up before the line. That was the goal. That way you just I'm breeze a, through. I'm a pre-check diva, Steve. I don't need to do that. <laughs> All right. On a recent episode of The Shock Factor, Steve uh, brought to our attention the fact that a real actual gator showed up at the Florida Gators uh, practice and kind of interrupted things and they took a little picture and it was like oh my god look there's a gator incredible and we had the question of oh what would be the worst thing that is actually the real mascot to show up at your baseball practice and so jake presented this prompt and jake you want to do this from the from the perspective of the coach correct yeah i'm the coach of this program and my goal is to run a great practice that's going to allow our ball club to win ball games okay and if I'm standing there and I'm like, and someone comes up to me and goes, "Hey, coach, there's a <laughs> on the like in the on the field, like what am I least excited about? What's going to be the most disruptive to my practice? We're each going to draft five mascots. Let's, should we do five or three? Let's do three each. Let's do three each. Or you have, you, you have we'll five. Three? I have about thirty, but yeah. Let's do let's do three each. I have a. Field. Can we do four? Four. Okay, we'll do four each. Four and then one, that's the opposite, okay? And we'll draft that last. What would you most like to have show up at your practice? Okay, and this is me. I, I have to approach it as I'm the coach. This will be distracting, not yes. like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Okay. <laughs> well, it could, that could be the same question. Yeah, how, how distracting is death? That's part. That's part of it, right? It's it's danger is a is a thing you're considering here. I think. Okay, so we're starting from <laughs> how most distracting, distracting is death. Least. <laughs> that's pretty distracting because I know so, inconvenient. Yeah. Sure, right. Distracting. It's to be determined. It's a little bit different. So the point is, we are looking at a Wikipedia page that has in front of all of us a list of of all the mascots. Obviously, there's duplicates here which maybe become relevant. But Jake, since you've been so excited about this draft, why don't you start us off? I will take, with my first pick, I will take the Penn Quakers. Okay. okay, all right. Tell me about the Quakers and why that would be problematic. Here is why. I want my team to have a lot of fight in them. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want them to be around pacifists, around people who are afraid to get nitty-gritty and fight in the muck. I don't want these Quakers showing up at my field when I'm hitting I.O. and getting in the way. I think there is nothing more disruptive than a peaceful Quaker showing up at my practice. That's, That's a great. Fair. That's a great answer. Definitely not the way I was looking at it, but I love this. Uh, Steve, what is your first pick? So in this scenario, I would be a head coach in Ohio where I would be at Akron, and Zippy the Kangaroo <laughs> would show up. And the reason I don't trust my team around Zippy the Kangaroo is we're in Ohio. How many mm -hmm. of these children, not but, children, but these young men, mm -hmm. have met in the flesh a real live kangaroo? Probably not Steve, many. Steve, your program, 
your program is already doomed. You just referred to them as children. These are young men. Yeah, okay? young men. I'm sorry, program. Sorry, program. There was a Freudian slip. It was. It was. I was the child in that instance. But I, if a kangaroo showed up to my college practice, even I, I think if it's within 500 yards of the field, excluding zoos, if there's a kangaroo, I will be off that day. Great answer. Great answer. I, with my first pick, similar thing, very similar. I'm going to go, but, but more relevant because, again, it's in the name. And I'm going to go with the fighting camels. Mm. Uh, another one where if you saw them in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And if we know that they're inherently aggressive, I'm not, that's, that is not kind of the same thing with like ostriches, right? Like the kind of animal that is like sneaky, horrifying to encounter. I think camels would fall into under that category. Also, the novelty of it. You know, there's some other animals that maybe people have seen before and it's not like oh okay there's that over there if we could just get it off the field it's not that big of a deal like if there's a cam- real camel showing up I have to imagine from a distraction standpoint and a curiosity standpoint I think it would make a pretty big impact Steve mentioned murder mm-hmm. and death and with my second pick I will take the Holy Cross Crusaders <laughs> yep. yeah, because on my board. At, yep. as a member of the Jewish community I don't think that they would take too kindly to my presence there for sure uh and therefore i think that could be really disruptive to the drill we were in the middle of agreed steve makes you wonder what holy treasures they have up there that they're crusading um right but for my pick along with the murder theme i'm going with hey reb from unlv um the gunslinger i just feel like the threat is there i feel like he would do gun tricks because he's got like that long mustache that is oh so telling of tricks i believe and i feel like oh, so he would you're just saying be swinging around his guns might accidentally shoot someone like yosemite sam yeah yeah so you're you're talking about unlv yeah so to be clear remember steve we're talking about the real the real version I, the mascot themselves, they might be showing up at practice. We're talking about a running we're talking rebel. About, and I, the, this is the whole reason we're doing this discussion is because a real mm. gator was at the gator practice. Okay? Yeah. Do you not understand that prompt? No. The, the mascots for Florida are Big Al. Or not Big Al. Let me see. Let me pull up my list. <laughs> are they um, gators? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, they're alligators, you know? No, it's I know. But but the point is... is Big Al and ta- Albert. No, Albert and Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're named? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Okay, yeah, but but know, again, yeah. you understand. We, I'm we're going not worried personal. about the guys in the big uh, fluffy suits. That does not. I'm not worried about that. No, I'm, I'm worried about. I'm, the, I'm worried about worried my about pick, them. which is the hurricanes. Not complicated. Don't want a hurricane showing up at my practice Easy. specifically. The very the heart of the, you know the eye of the hurricane is the last thing I need. You know, of course, such so much of being a baseball coach is you know tracking the weather. And if I just know for sure, like, hey, coach, there's actually a hurricane showing up. Uh, it's going to be showing up later on during our practice. So uh, good luck. Have fun. Right, like, good luck getting better today. Not going to be able to do that. A hurricane is an automatic cancel. <laughs> right. <laughs> we Which, you know, I guess is different than the track. It's just like we're out. We're, we, can't, we can't practice. And that's uh, that's I, a safe pick. Yeah. And, and the other thing about that is now we're worried about the whole so, so much beyond that. It's just, it's just a not, not a good situation. So that's an easy pick. Probably should have been the first pick. Uh, but we'll, we'll go with that. Back to you. Can, my, can I alter ahead, my Hey Reb pick because I'm inspired right now? Um, well, you I, could just take it. You have two more picks, Steve. Okay. Yeah, you have two more picks. Okay. I'll leave it up. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, Rebels is not a bad pick, to be clear. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to clarify which Rebel, what I believe the Rebels to look like. Because okay. that... <laughs> yes, so that I got sense. a little lost there. You know, it's confusing. Right. You're good. You're good. Okay. It's back to you, I'm Jake. going to take the Dartmouth Big Green. While I have been known from time to time to participate in a little bit of Big Green... I think that a enormous bale of big green mm. showing up to practice mm -hmm. might be distracting and disruptive to the flow. After practice, my players can have all the big green they want per the legality of the state. Mm -hmm. But at practice, no big green. That's a great pick. <clears throat> That's another one where just in terms of hampering performance, have to imagine. We're we're all just testing positive for drug tests in yeah. the morning. Like, that's bad. No. That actually, that might be the worst. That's, like, a really great point I didn't even think about. <laughs> Big Green shows up at practice, gets in everyone's bloodstream, and then I have no players by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve, back to you. So here I'm actually going kind of along the lines of what both of you just said, but it's Tulane with the green wave. Okay. Because why is it green? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm concerned. Any sort of wave impeding on our practice is probably bad, but if it's green, you know, text. just the liquid in the first place, not great. But then you add color to it, it's like, okay, is it murky? What does the green wave smell like? That's what yeah, I want to know. Sea moss and kelp can be very healthy supplements to a diet. Yeah, no, I I'm not against my players having algae and eating it. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> be green. My my problem is is it like poopy water? Is it runoff? Right. Is it <laughs> what what's the salinity water? of this water? That's my mm, question. Good word. Get me word. the pH. Uh, great. That's a great pick, Steve. I love that pick. Um, so with my next pick, you know, a lot of mascots, a lot of these teams are animals or. You know, uh, certain job. We got Highlanders, and you know, we got uh, different kinds of. Okay, we we just mentioned Rebels, Knights, stuff like that. But I'm kind of curious about the more of like an. We're talking about your Green Wave. How about the Rockets of Toledo? That's something that I feel like would not be an easy thing to move. I, I just feel like it'd be a very complicated situation if there was an actual rocket that appeared at your baseball practice um certainly distracting certainly potentially dangerous and so i'm i'm gonna take the rockets of toledo and that's great and with it being college baseball we can only assume there's one or two guy aerospace engineer majors on mm. the roster who who will be just perplexed by the design mm, mm -hmm. so they'll be yeah I, that's, I don't know what toledo <laughs> offers those programs but i'm with you i'm with you i agree uh, for my last pick, I'm going to take two schools together. Okay. All right. And this is allowed because they are in the same state. Mm. And so I deem it to be okay. Mm -hmm. Old Dominion and George Mason come on down. The Monarchs and the Patriots. Nothing creates problems in a clubhouse like disagreement, discord, and infighting. And no two groups have gone at it worse than the Patriots and the Monarchs. <laughs> over human history mm -hmm. and to have one of each show up at a practice 
I mean, my whole team chemistry is going to go all out of whack. People are going to choose sides, and we're going to have a revolutionary war on our hands at the ball field. It's a great, it's a great point. It's a really yeah. good one. Yeah, phenomenal choice. I'm going to go the SLU Billiken. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Whatever that thing is, don't want him showing up. Um, <laughs> that was my take when I looked at it. Because that's one, too, especially as we're kind of veering into mythical creatures. You know, I mentioned there might be some curious curiosity regarding a camel. But if a Billiken showed up, you'd really be not paying attention to your bunt defenses. I, I feel like I don't know what a Billiken – I've seen pictures where they look real scary, but I feel like they're very small. Like, like the only defense is to just punt it, mm-hmm. and it could go really far. Like, I, I imagine, like, when the Lawn Gnomes and the Goosebumps books came to life, that's what I imagine Billikens are like. It's uh, That's a good – no, you're right. It's a good, kind of troll-like – um, I am going to, I think, again, more similar along the lines of my, my fight and camels pick. I'm going to take the Mastodons of Purdue-Fort Wayne. Uh, Mastodon, uh, just again, <laughs> if, I'm, crazy one. if I'm thinking about animals or, you know, form, like that are going to be most challenging to remove from the field, <laughs> this feels like one that would be pretty high on the list if we're taking, you know, the birds out of the category so certainly some other ones that that i considered and i and i like the ones that that tell you that they are doing something right so i mentioned the fighting camels the thundering herd the raging cajuns was also on my board but again a mastodon just that is a that is a big it's basically like a woolly mammoth i am not messing around with that thing right like if a bear or an eagle people know how to call people know how to deal with those things you can call animal control yeah and they'll have like there's an no eagle guy. there's no ha- there's no manual for the mastodon. Exactly, uh, Jordan. Why don't you pick first for the mascot you'd most like to have at your practice? It's not even close. This is the, this is a layup. I actually I'm not going to go first because I think you guys should. <laughs> there's a clearly the number one pick. But Steve, do you have one? I, that you? I think I have one that might be up there too. Um, okay, go ahead, Steve. I'm gonna. This actually happens more often in college baseball than a lot of people realize. Actually, just about every day. If you've seen a picture of a college baseball practice, you've probably seen this in attendance. The Stanford Cardinal. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Steve, what? The go tree. Ahead, keep, keep talking. Keep talking. The tree. You know, the tree. It's yeah. always there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Steve, sorry. Keep talking. Then I'll, then <laughs> that, I'll That's it. That's no, you're that's, right. There's trees. Sentence. You're right. Tree. Yeah. Tree. It's want... always there. Yeah. So um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not impeding your, your baseball Okay, practice. cool. Yeah. No, I go with that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jake, what you got? Jordan, I know what you're going to take. You pick it. I have, a, I have another one. Okay. Uh, Steve, I thought you were going in this direction because it was a very funny way to introduce it. If you see a baseball practice, particularly at the college level, there's a good chance that you, what you will see is a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you are offering me more volunteers to help run my baseball practice, sign me up. I'll take all the help I can get. Great. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> So no, the fourth volunteer. Uh, that's my pick. What do you got, Jake? I'm going to go to Presbyterian and pick the Blue Hose. because that's another good one. Yep. <laughs> the Presbyterian Blue Hose. you got to water the field mm-hmm. after practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't have a way to do that and a Blue Hose shows up, like, great. Hey, yeah, and also, it's like, if it just shows up in the middle of practice, the way to remove it's just, hey, freshman, someone get the hose. <laughs> 
and that's I it. have I have I have one more submission here, and that would be Austin P. The Governors. Mm, yep, I've um, thought about it. Yep. While it might be disruptive to the practice going on, I think it would lead to more funding down the road <laughs> for the program. If you can really <laughs> impress them, then you 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 might be in in good shape there. Um, all right, great. I feel like we really delivered on that draft. Thank you all. Uh, for participating. Love that idea, Jake. Thank you to Florida Gators for welcoming a real Gator to their practice, giving us something to talk about. If we didn't talk about your favorite college baseball team, sorry, maybe we'll get to you <laughs> next week. I believe it'll just be me and Steve next week, but we will definitely keep you guys in the loop. We appreciate everyone supporting us. Go buy one of Steve's hats. Uh, Steve, close us out, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you're a college baseball team that we mentioned and any of your mascots show up to your practice, please just let me know um, because it'd be interesting and let let us know how it goes let us know how distracting it truly is because i feel like the gator at florida that was probably a five out of ten maybe 30 minute 30 minute span where everyone was like oh gator and one kid goes oh, i'm gonna pick it up and then everyone's like okay let's take a picture with it and put it in the pond that's right there um so 30 minute disruption five out of ten i'd say but let us know thank you for tuning in i love you all bye